Hello and welcome to Hot Rod Bible Study. Tonight we're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 3. Again, we're continuing our study in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, I really find it interesting because, it, again, it's, it is historical and it really shows the struggles that early believers had to go through. Uh, and how they continued strong in their faith despite the troubles. Now, tonight we're not going to have something like that, uh, but we will see how uh, the apostles, in, in this instance Peter and John, are able to carry on the healing ministry of Jesus. You know, after Jesus ascended, now we have the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles on the day of Pentecost, and now we're on to what the acts that they've been doing. Um, so with that, let's open with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we get to spend together. We thank you for your word and the ability to uh, study your word. We thank you that we live in a place in time and history where we're able to do that. And Lord, I pray that we continue to be able to do that. I pray your blessing upon this study, that you open our hearts and minds to this study and I always have to say this, Lord, please keep me from making a mess of it. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so here we are. We have Peter and John hanging out together. And it says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave him them his attention, uh, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms of the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, as a lame man was healed, held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the porch, which is called Solomon's, uh, greatly amazed. So when they saw, when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, 
has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, a faith which comes through him has given him his this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Let now, brethren, I know that you did it in, error, in ignorance, as did your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will rise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who did not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these days. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to the families of the earth, well, pardon me, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Okay, so here we have Peter and John coming in to the temple. And it says here, verse 1, Now Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Continuing their traditions, their Jewish traditions of going up to the temple, the hour of prayer. It says, which is the ninth hour? Okay, the ninth hour is between uh, 2 and 3 p.m. Interestingly enough, this was the same hour where on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And when he said it's finished, tetelestai, that means paid in full. Remember, Jesus didn't say, well, I've done this much for you. Now you've got to make up all the rest. No, he said paid in full. Our sins are paid in full by Jesus on the cross. And it's interesting that they came up at this same hour of the day. Not the same day, but the same hour of the day for general prayers that they would have. So Jesus, when he was on the cross, did this during the time when the uh, uh, observant Jews would be praying. Okay, now, verse 2 says, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, so his born lame, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Now, uh, my note here in my handy-dandy study Bible says, the lame man was laid near the gate called Beautiful. This gate opened into the court of women from the outer court of the Gentiles. Now, you notice they have these courts that are uh, separated from the main temple. Okay, there are various things Gentiles couldn't do, various things women couldn't do. So, okay, we have the court of women from the outer court of the Gentiles, and it served, in a sense, as a front door to the temple proper. 
The beautiful gate would have been an ideal place for the man to position himself for begging. Those who ignored the man's pleas may have found it difficult to worship due to the guilt they felt for refusing to help such a powerless person. Moreover, as people left the temple, they would be more apt to give someone who was waiting there for help. Okay, so this was the hot ticket place to lay somebody who's going to be uh, begging for alms. Uh, and I'm certain that this was not the only person there. Okay, now, who, this guy that's laying there, you know, that, that's, that's lame from birth, who, seeing Jesus, Peter, pardon me, Peter and John, about to go in the temple, asked for alms, which he did to everybody else as well, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he, the, the lame guy, gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them, probably Probably uh, with great expectation, too, because it's kind of nice when people, you know, make eye contact with him. And okay, and I get something. But he wasn't expecting this. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, here's kind of an interesting story. Like it says, perhaps it's true. It said about a humble monk walking with a Roman Catholic cardinal at the time of the Middle Ages, which when is when the Roman Catholic Church was at its zenith in power, prestige, and wealth. And the cardinal pointed out to the opulent surroundings and said to the monk, we no longer have to say silver and gold I do not have. But the monk replied, but neither can you say in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. <laughs> Pretty neat little story. Okay, could be true, maybe not, but it's still a good story. Now, verse 7 says, And he, naming namely Peter, took him, the lame guy, by the right hand and lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now, here's another handy-dandy uh, note in here. It says, Luke, a physician by profession, Describe what took place. Instantly, strength was given to the portions of the body that needed it. Blood supply was increased to the muscle. The brain sent signals to the nerve endings of the ankles and feet. The hardened fluid between the joints was softened, and the atrophied muscles and ligaments gained flexibility. The feet suddenly could bear the man's weight. Now, okay, this seems kind of neat, but think about it. This guy has been lame since birth, right? How long did it take you to learn how to walk? I don't know how long, you know, I don't know, but most, but it's a year, year and a half before kids learn how to walk. This guy had no idea how to walk. And yet, here we go. He says, so he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. This is really a bigger miracle than it just seems on the outside, you know, just on the surface about being healed. The ability to walk without having somebody have to teach him. He had this. Okay. Now, can't you just see him leaping coming into the temple? And, say it's, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. This was not kept secret, right? Everybody saw what happened. Then they knew. 
those are elsewhere in the temple, that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and excitement at what had happened to him. Wonder and amazement, pardon me. Okay, now think about it. He'd been out there for an awfully long time, uh, as he had been uh, lame since birth. Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 22, which we'll get into, obviously, next week, uh, tells us that he was over 40 years old. So he'd been there a long time. These people recognized this guy because he'd been there and they'd given him different, you know, alms on the way in or out of, out of the temple and stuff. So, and think about that. This guy hadn't walked for over 40 years. He never could. Talk about a miracle. So now, verse 11 says, now as a layman who was healed, held on to Peter and John, and it wasn't because he needed to to hold himself up, it's because out of gratitude, all the people ran together to them in the porch called Solomon's. Now, Solomon's porch is on the east side of the court of Gentiles. Gentiles, okay, so we're all in the same area. So when Peter saw it, the people running toward him, what did he do? He responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though our own power or godliness through that we had made this man walk? You know, they weren't even coming close to claiming that they were these really great spirit-filled healers, right? They said it is through the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers who glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied at the presence of Pilate, in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. Okay, now, servant Jesus. You may have heard this before. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Isaiah chapter 52, 13 says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently, he shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. My servant didn't call, didn't call the Son of God anything but a servant. Now we move on to Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. And what does Jesus have to say? He says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus is and still does, is, still was and still is servant, servant leader. Okay, now, talking about how they delivered him up in the presence of Pilate, you know, and once again, here we have Peter reminding them of their role in the, in the crucifixion. You know, these are the people who are yelling out, crucify him, right? said that when he, meaning Pilate, was determined to let him go. We remember that because Pilate's wife says, don't have anything to do with this guy. I had a bad dream about him. You just don't do anything, have anything to do with him. Still did. Okay. But he didn't want anything to do with it. Okay. Verse 14 goes on to say, but you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer, namely Barabbas, to be granted to you. 
and killed the prince of life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. All through this, this from verse in chapter one on through, Peter is reminding everybody that they are witnesses of the resurrected Christ. Okay? He says, and his name, Jesus, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. They already did recognize him, and here he is now, able to walk and leap and praise God. Said, so, and yes, the faith which comes through him, namely Jesus, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Key word here is what? Faith. Keeps going on on that. Okay, now, through faith in his name, when God's people really do good in this world, they do it through faith in his name. The temptation is always to do things trusting in something or someone else to trust in good intentions, to trust in talents and gifts, to trust in material resources, to trust in reputation and prior success, to trust in hard work or smart work. Indeed, we must always trust in and do good through faith in his name. Just as Peter was saying here. Okay, verse 17. Now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance. Okay? As did your rulers. What did they do in ignorance? They sent Jesus to the cross. Once again, all God's plan them. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Okay? No surprise. Verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent. There's that word again. You know, this is something that Peter's been going on about. That's something that we all need to do. What does repent mean? It doesn't just mean, you know, King's X or tap, tap, I'm sorry. or It's like that is is turning around from your sin, turning away from your sin. And it says, and be converted. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.17, someone who is converted, you may have heard this before. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He is converted. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So repent and become new. And it says something about the refreshing may come uh, from the presence of the Lord. Uh, the Message Bible puts it this way. It says, pour out showers of blessings to refresh you. I think that's a wonderful way to put it. Okay, now, verse 20. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, who was prophesied by, about, correct, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouths of his prophets, again, preach to you the prophets were doing this, mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses, remember who's he's preaching to here? He's preaching to the Jews. What do they think about Moses? Well, he was the guy. You know, he was the guy. Moses said to do this. Remember, Moses told us to do this. 
They did that. They did that with Jesus. You know, the Pharisees did that with Jesus. Hey, we got this gal caught in adultery. Moses says we should stone her. What do you say? <laughs> Jesus sure messed with them. You know, they were all ready to get him set up and says, well, he was without sin to cast a first stone. Pretty cool. Now, uh, anyway, for Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not, it doesn't say did not, it says will not, hear that the hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed among the people. He's quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 18. Remember this. It is will not. It's not cannot. It's people who reject Jesus that will be destroyed from among the people. Verse 24. Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many who have spoken, have also foretold of these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham... And in your seed and all the fam all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That comes from Genesis. Let's look at that. Genesis chapter twelve, one through C or three, where it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in all your family families, all the earth shall be blessed. And this is the covenant that God made with Abraham. Okay, verse 26 says, To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. What does he mean to you first? Well, let's look at Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, where this is Paul. Now, look, give you a little, we'll be looking more into Paul as, as we get deeper into Acts. You know, Paul was described himself as Pharisee of Pharisees uh, and a Jew of Jews, and yet he ended up being the... Uh, the witness to the Gentiles. Okay, he ended up being the, the guy. You know, he, um, by all accounts, is the greatest uh, Christian evangelist ever to walk this earth. So here's Paul saying this. this is, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. And this is what we're speaking to right now. We're asked about to you first. It says, for the Jew first. And also for the Greek, for in the in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, again, it says, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Again, repent and turn to Christ. The basis of our uh, friend Peter's sermon here. Okay, a little bit early tonight. How about that? 
I guess I was talking too fast. Imagine that. Uh, questions, comments, smart aleck remarks. There we go. We have for Gromit. There you go. Gromit the Wonder Dogs. You were showing off how, how great Gromit is. Oh, yeah. What a guy. What a guy. But anyway, uh, seriously, though, if you have any questions or comments, prayer requests, uh, things of this nature, uh, please, please uh, get them to me. I'm easy to get a hold of. Or I'm happy to see our friends, the Sheridans, here tonight. And we pray a healing touch upon on Jan. Uh, she's she's had it pretty tough, but you know what? She's here and she's got a smile on her face, so that's really neat. Also, pray for our. Uh, our friend Terry James, who is getting better. Uh, I talked about him before having some heart issues. He goes back in Monday for another procedure. So we, we lift him up in prayer too. Oh, and also Bill Carey, Jim reminded me, Bill Carey, a guy, an old hot rodder from the San Bernardino area. I believe he's still in the hospital. Is that correct? And he's, he's not doing very well. So we lift him up and a, uh, is is Pris a, a relative of Monica's or a yes a, 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 this lady by the name of Pris who's having a real difficult time? We lift her up for healing as well, and we do that. And so, Lord, I do lift these folks up to you. I pray your blessing and healing upon them as only you can. We know you are the ultimate physician. We know that you are the one in charge. So we pray your blessing. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every one who uh, listens to this broadcast so faithfully. I thank you for them. I pray that it is, again, a blessing to them as it is much a blessing to them as it is to me. And with that, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.